yo. What, what up? What's happening? Man, we back at home. Well, we're back at home, man. We snowed in, Bishop. You're snowed in. I ain't snowed in. I was just out. Wait, 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 wait. Do we need to reveal some, uh, you were just out. Yeah. So we could have been in the studio, what you're trying to say. Hey, Mike is the one. I think Mike wants to have Let's it. Let's blame it all on Mike. He can't come in. <laughs> Let's mute Mike. No, nah, for real. It's, it's not great out. It's been snowing all week. Welcome, welcome to Religiously Incorrect. As you can see, we are back to our uh, virtual platform for today. I'm in the man cave. Jeff is in the new crib. You know, he's over there hanging out. I got the football game behind me. So if y'all see me turn, you already know what's up. You already know. Good evening, Elder Carter. How are you? Pastor Tatum, Rita Cook, good Rita to see Cook. you all. Yes, yes. How y'all doing? Make sure you like, you share, you tag, you tell the world, spread, evangelize, you know, be a witness to the world that religiously incorrect <laughs> is on in effect. I want to see those numbers pop up. I want to see the likes and the hearts. Don't hold it. Don't hold it to yourself. Don't, don't be greedy. It. Don't, don't hide crazy. it. Don't hide it under a bushel. Let 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 the religiously incorrect light so shine. Let your light light shine. I didn't ask you to sing it. Let your light light shine. I didn't ask for this at all. <laughs> hey, it's been a. It, you know what? We do have to start off on a sobering note. We're not here to be downers, yeah. but we do need. Not, we didn't even mention this to Mike, but me and Jeff already talked about it. One of our loyal viewers passed away. Yes, yes, yes. One of our loyal viewers passed away on Friday. And she's a member of our church, Miss uh, Sister Janet Whitby, who yeah. would often comment, even if she watched the shows later, she would often comment and leave her perspectives and opinions. And uh, she left us uh, Friday, went home to be with the Lord, totally unexpected. And as I said today, and I don't, again, I don't mean to be a downer, but just want to give tribute to her. She ran our food ministry at the church every third Friday of every month, rain, sleet or snow, didn't matter. And she did that job on Friday. I popped in and said hello and hi to the crew and hi to the volunteers. Then a few hours later, I had a call that she was gone. She had, did everything she was called to do, went home and, uh, you know, passed away at home. So uh, she served to the very end. She absolutely serves to the very end. So our love to the Whitby family, the Bates family. And uh, I just wanted to say that because she is a wonderful uh, member of our church, but she was also a wonderful supporter of this podcast. And we're like family here because this is Sunday night service. This is this is family. So Sister Whitby, R.I.P. from R.I.P. R.I.P. from R.I.P. R.I.P. from R.I.P. from R.I.P. But she would love it. She was a, she had a great sense of humor. She was the type of person to take life in stride. You know, her husband is taking things in stride too. a uh, strong fella. But uh, just wanted to throw that out there. You know, just want to throw that out as, as love. Again, things like this help lift our spirits. You know, being able to laugh, being able to be who we are. That's exactly what she would want us to do. So, you know, we still about to be brutal and savage tonight. So, you know, it, you know <laughs> it, say no funeral. So, because, you know, we don't even have funerals. You know what I'm saying? We have home going. Home goings. Home going. Black people just can't have nothing that we don't change. Home goings, celebrations of life. Hey, hey, hey like, 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 uh, Martin Luther King. I mean, I'm not Martin, not Martin Luther King. <laughs> Martin, uh, Martin Lawrence said, "In the upper room." In the upper room. Upper room. And, 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 and here's the crazy thing because 
you know, we the only people that will open up a service of a funeral like everybody praise the Lord, y'all. Let's pray. Everybody, wrong with y'all? Wrong with y'all? No, I like it's a funeral. It is. <laughs> y'all act like somebody died. <laughs> I mean, preacher will be like, "What's wrong with y'all? Like, what's wrong? Like, my dad is laying right there. What are you talking about? What's wrong with me? Can we give God some praise for the life and legacy? Give somebody some praise. That's it." And the white people just be scared as heck. They don't know what's going on. They don't, they don't know if it's a trick. They being punked, you know. But anyway, yeah, we can't have nothing, man. But uh, what's happening in the world, Pastor Jeff? I mean, what's what's going on? Well, I think the biggest thing that's going on right now is uh, the 80s are dying. The 80s, the 80s, the 80s are dead. The 80s are dead. The 80s are dead. Betty White. Betty White. And Meatloaf. If you don't know Meatloaf, if you... You, if you don't know Meatloaf, you ain't even old enough to be watching this show. Yeah, you should be watching this show. You need to tune out and go watch Nickelodeon or something if you don't know. Hey, <laughs> listen, and, and here's the funny thing. Black people know Meatloaf but don't know none of his songs, though. <laughs> we know who he is. We know who he is. Absolutely, like, you know. absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, and all my white friends, they were, like, quoting the song. Like, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who Meatloaf was? Meatloaf was the dude that when his videos came on MTV, you was mad because you wanted to see somebody else. Like Janet would come on and then it would be like a Prince video. Then Meatloaf and you change the channel and come back and see. Well, I liked watching this video because he was he was out there. Yeah, he was wild. He was out there. He was wild. He was crazy. Uh, seemed a little satanic, but. Uh, yeah, you he, know, was, he was on the satanic side. You know, but but it was. Back then in the 80s, I was digging it. So you, you were into it. Yeah. Then you go fast Tatum. I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. Somebody that, I uh, you know, uh, one of my friends said bat out of hell or something like that. Like a bat out of hell. I'm like, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Black <laughs> folk ain't singing about hell, man. We don't sing no songs. We don't sing no songs about coming out of hell. We don't do that. This is, this is impromptu. This is impromptu. I, I need to say this. I need yes, to say sir. this. Because yeah. I don't know, I don't know if your son told you. And I need to put this out there. I need to put this out there. Maybe you should tell me this offline first. No, I can't. I can't because it's about my son. Okay. So please, please, charge this to me because I'm the pastor. So you know that they, they was all over here. They all spent the night over here. Right. Um, I guess they decided to say if we didn't name Grayson, Grayson, what other what name would we name? Did you hear the story? No, I didn't hear the story. So I guess the one kid said this, Elias said this, and Christian decided, <laughs> Christian, Christian said, ooh, we should have named him Lucifer. <laughs> you and Elias, hey, Elias was like, you mean like the devil? <laughs> Me. Out of all the names in the world, out of all the names, in this the is a child world. that has not been raised in Sunday night service, <laughs> listening to old preachers talk about old Slewfoot and right. and how Lucifer, mm-hmm. and how Lucifer is the angel of light. You know, he he hasn't heard it. We we were scared to death of this guy when we were like seven years old because of how much we heard Absolutely. the name Lucifer. That's hilarious, man. Lucifer, that's funny. I just had to throw that in there. But also, other than Meatloaf, uh, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. I mean, and I mean, and, and and these were the days where you could be unattractive and still be fam- famous. <laughs> you could just be a slobby, you know, 
Hey, what he had some funny stand-up, though. He did have some funny stuff, yeah. He has, yeah. yeah, he had Bob, some funny stuff. Bob Saget? Bob Saget. Oh, my God. Bob, Bob Saget. Bam. That's I mean, Full House, right? Full, full house. house. Now, you know, a lot of people didn't know that Bob Saget, you know, he was a TV dad, and then he was uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yes, yes. Uh, but a lot of people didn't know that he was also a very dirty comedian. I saw one of his videos. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was my Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even watch it. Yeah, he he was he was worse than Eddie Murphy Raw. He was he he's and and the crazy thing is people would go see his stand up based off a Full House. (laughs) He just walk in dropping f bombs and talk about women and sex and all this crazy stuff. And they're like, what happened to Danny Tanner? <laughs> that is hilarious. So, I mean, all to wrap this up, all we could say is that that lets us know time is marching on. Yes. Our, the 80s are dead and we are we're 80s, you know, we're we're 80s people. That 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 was it for us. You know, I was a little younger, but we were in the same base, you know, basic, you know, frame. And uh what was Louis's line? Today I'm washing the lettuce. Next week I'll be on fries. Yeah, yeah. That's where the big money is. That's where the real money is. That's where the real money is. <laughs> and uh and, and coming to America. So Rip, Betty White, you know, uh we already gave our props to Sidney Portier. He doesn't t- count as the 80s, but the 80s people, man. It's just and you know what? It's gonna be more Norm McDonald. We already talked about him a few months yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it is, is what it is. So A. If you are, you know, uh, mourning the 80s, get ready because you're about to be mourning the 90s pretty soon. So, you know, they already took well, DMX. I, I, don't, I don't even read the obituaries no more. You get scared. You, yeah, we just let it go. So, hey, y'all, I know you know what time it is. I know what time it is. Jeff knows what time it is. It's time for the meme of the week. Meme of the week. We're not going to write this. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. We thank you. Send us your memes of the week. Meme of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. When the pastor tells you to bring your problems to the altar... Uh, what is that a whole engine a whole engine you know what i saw one when a guy was carrying his wife (laughs) now that would be hilarious that would be hilarious you know pastor todd when we i mean and this is a meme of the week but you know i think us as pastors have to say when we say bring our pro- bring your problems to the altar, we do mean the altar, not us. Uh, Listen, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff. because they they want to bypass the altar and come to oh, our. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not the pulpit. You don't bring it to the pulpit. Nah, Doc. This pulpit is for the Bible, not for your problem. <laughs> the sacred I mean, desk is, is for the word, not your worries. I mean, we just had a we just had a twenty minute altar call. I done laid my hands on you. You fell on the floor, snotted, cried. You right, got right. up, you gave a praise report, and soon as church is over, you are at my office. I'm like, and they want to tell you about it for two hours, for two hours. Yeah. What happened? 
Like, absolutely. They, they, they didn't get delivered. <laughs> delivered. They laid it down and picked it right back up again. But, you know, <laughs> that is how it is, man. When they say bring it, I mean, and, and here's the thing. Then there's that one that really does bring all. There's always yeah. that one. There's that one sincere, whether it's a new believer or whatever, or somebody who just walked off the street, whatever. And the crazy thing is, the rest of us that's used to playing with it, we yeah. don't know what to do with that one. That's for real, for real, for real. Everybody else like, it's prayer time. Pray for my cousin. He got diabetes. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. Which is fine. We all need prayer. But then that one be like, man, this is my sex life. This is my, I'm on drugs. It's that, it's that one, you know, when, when, when SpongeBob say, and 10, 10 years later. 10 years later. <laughs> 10 years later. They're still at the altar. Still at the altar. You know, you're like you, got, you try to move on with the service. You're like, glory to God. Hey, man, let's, let's, you know, and you like, you look, you're pointing for the ushers to come get this one person, but they seriously trying to leave it there. Listen, listen this is why I'm Baptist, man. We had that bed in the back. We had that bed back in the nurse's room. <laughs> we got, we still got that gurney. <laughs> the gurney. They got that gurney with the smelling salts. Listen, <laughs> I was looking for some cough drops and I found some smelling salts. I'm like, what kind of church is this? What kind of church am I in? And you know who it used to be? It used to be my grandma. <laughs> All right, let's get. Uh, if you have a meme of the week, you can send it to religiously incorrect podcast at gmail.com or you can inbox the meme to. Our Instagram page, Religiously Incorrect Podcast, Facebook, wherever you see us. If you have one you'd like to share, we're not guaranteeing it's going to get on the air. If we don't laugh, we don't think nobody else is going to laugh. So I'm just being honest with you. But uh, thank you for, for laughing with us a little bit. Hey, make sure you like and share and tag as we get ready to introduce our guests right after we acknowledge our sponsors, who are the Phillips Care family of businesses, beginning with Phillips Care Cleaning Services, residential, commercial. They do it all. If it has to do with your house, they can do it. If it has to do with a building with a roof and a floor, they can do it. Call my man Fernando at 330-219-7916 or check out Phillips Care LLC on Facebook. And while you're at it, you know you need your snow plow and you know you're going to need your grass cut in a few months. Check out Phillips Care Lawn Services. They can get you right driveways, parking lots, and when things begin to clear up, uh grass cutting leaf removal trees brush all that stuff and the reason i know it is because they've done it for me matter of fact i got a phone call i need to make when we get off of here call them 330-219-7916 check them out online and make sure you support those companies that support us here at religiously incorrect uh, jeff i'd like you to introduce the world to our guests introduce the sunday night service crowd uh to our guests tonight we are excited. We are overly excited to have my girl, my friend, uh, such as it is. She is actually my wife's family. She is uh, an author. She, she is has a- my condolences. She has my condolences. <laughs> she, ha- she is a pastor. She is an evangelist. She is a preaching machine. She is a diva in her own right. If you catch her uh, outside, you know, she is going to be dressed to the T from head to toe. Uh, you know, this is our girl. Pastor Carla Robinson, come on, give give us give a give it up, give it up. <laughs> she, 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 she done, she done God bless you. She got it down, Pat. She was sitting like this off stage, like this. <laughs> I, 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 I love the Lord over this over this podcast. I 
<laughs> How are you doing, Pastor Carla? How are you? Hello there, Pastor Todd. I am blessed. Blessed. Amen. Amen. And glad to be here tonight on your show. We are so grateful to have you. Why don't you go ahead and do us a favor and start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you don't have to give us the whole, uh, you know, your whole bio. <laughs> but just Anne Frank Diaries, you know, we don't need that. <laughs> just give us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been pastoring, who you're married to, all that stuff. Just give us a little, little quick little bio. Yes. Okay. I'm Pastor Carla Robinson, affectionately uh, known as Carla J. I am married to Elder Glenn Robinson. I am also an author. Um, I am a, a life coach and mentor. I've uh, been in the ministry for a very long time, since 1989. Wow. Most of the time, me and my husband, we have done outreach. So we just thank the Lord how he has blessed us to touch many lives and how he's branching us off into new areas of ministry. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, let me let me let me start off. And I know Todd got some things, but I just want to ask you, first of all, because I'm really not sure. So I'm asking this out of out of my own concern. Uh, what what exactly is a life coach? A life coach is 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 a counselor, actually. But you, you, you're not uh, you can't use the term counselor because you, you're not you don't have a degree for it. But a life coach leads you to the answer that most of the time you already have. And so, it's in it and, and um go ahead. I'm so so a life coach so a life coach is actually Dr. Pibb, Mr. Pibb and not Dr. Pepper. Is that is that is that, that what it is? Uh, let me repeat that. A life coach <laughs> Repeat it, mother. Repeat it. Yeah, a life coach leads you to the answer that normally you already have. So we're we, we're not we don't say that we're counselors, but you're at, you actually are counseling. Okay. And and um you you know when I say life coach, after you go through your sessions, I'll still be your life coach. Good. A good. life coach tells good. you the truth, helps you to face the truth. Wow. Good. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Do you make people like if they're not facing the truth, they have to drop down and give you twenty truths or something, or uh, <laughs> make them laugh. What is the what is the threat here? I mean, you know, coaches are threatening, intimidating people. So, what what you got? You got a whistle? I mean, what what what, what are you working with? No, uh, I work with loving kindness. Okay. And um, if I if I feel that I need to get a little stern with you, I will. Oh, okay. No, but most of the time, I, I allow that I allow my clients to you know pour out because they you know they pay to pour out to you. So you you give them that space to really. Uh, talk and a lot of times when you're listening to them, they they do already have the answer, you know. Yeah, so that's not, that's not like a slogan. You you pay to pour out. Woo! Yeah, you pay to pour out. They're like, what do you think? They like, what do you think about it, Carla? You pay to pour out. <laughs> and the more you pay, the more you pour. The more you can pour. <laughs> okay, so, so real quickly, you are members of of. Uh, Lord, I can't think of the name of the church now. Victory. And we want to, we want to, we want to, you know, first of all, send our condolences on the loss yeah. of a loving friend. We talked about yeah. him uh when when everything happened. So we know how hard it was for all of you. Well, for all of us, but especially yeah. those of you who set up under his teaching for, for those mm -hmm. years that you did. So we're, yeah. we're grateful for him. 
Um, just just let's talk. Let's talk about the book for a minute. OK, um, the book is called When Love is Forgotten. When Love is Forgotten. Uh, this book is. Is based on relationship. It can help your marriage and it also can help you in your single life. And I deal with a lot of different issues, uh, uh, different things like overcoming baggage. You know, a lot of times we bring uh, baggage into our, our relationships. And I do want to say that children are not baggage. And oh. some people do. You know, if you have children, you know, before that relationship, children are not baggage. They're blessings. And um, so I deal with a lot of different uh, issues and I even share some of my own personal uh, emotional issues in the book because a lot of times we, we bury our emotions. We, we put things aside. And when we meet that person, we feel that we want to spend our life with, uh, we, we tend to uh, try to, you know, everybody put their best foot forward and, or you should at least, you know. And um, so sometimes they, they learn who you are later on down the line. Sometimes we, we hide things and there's hurts and pains that we've never dealt with. And we come into new relationships and where you've been hurt somewhere, you know, in the past, this person is probably going to have to deal with what you went through with another person or another phase in your life. So I deal, uh, the, the point of the book is for us to be uh, honest with ourselves and, and God. So, because we don't want to be stuck. We want to be, we want to move from, you know, areas that we are stuck in. Right. I, I love it. I love it. And that's, it's so needed in this day and age. And I think that there is so much uh, in the way of advice and just everybody has an opinion and a perspective. Everybody has a platform with social media and some of the stuff I read. Uh, and sometimes it's like broken people giving advice to broken people. It's just yeah. Yeah, like where y'all get this stuff from, you know, where do you, you know, but, but it, it is based off toxic relationships, people who are carrying these things. Now I know kids aren't baggage, but what if they're bad kids? I mean, what if they're, what if they jumping on couches, you know, stealing well, cars? Before you even answer, because I want to back, I want to back, because you said that now I, I need to talk, we need to talk about that for just a second, because unfortunately I didn't get a chance to read your book, but I definitely want to read it just based upon that first, uh, comment that you make. Children, children aren't baggage and they're not burdens, but a lot of times children can come into relationships broken. They might not be baggage, mm -hmm. they might not be burdened, but a lot of them are broken because of yeah. the last relationship, because their father wasn't in a picture or mm -hmm. isn't in a picture or their mother isn't in a picture. So they're mm -hmm. broken and they bring their brokenness in. And yes. their brokenness, their brokenness uh, can break stuff up can break right. stuff. It, it can cause damage in the new relationship because they yeah. don't want to give you the respect. They don't want to give you the, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So can you talk yeah. to me? Yes. And I do talk about that in the, in the family chapter because, um, you know, they, they, um, there's more blended families. Now, most of us are in a blended family and sometimes a blended family tends to be you know, just a little tougher than, uh, you know, you can go through things, of course, in biological families as well. Uh, but sometimes the children and sometimes the parents are just not ready to, you know, to bond and blend with, you know, someone that's not of their uh, bloodline. And so back to when I say children, I, I don't believe that we should look at, you know, pre-children as baggage. 
because just like they can have baggage, but I don't th think that if I, if I am, um, okay, I'm a stepmother. I never, when I met my husband, I never said to myself where well, he has baggage because that's a human being and somebody that's attached to him that he, he loves very dearly. And children can, they can go through things. And I think a lot of times uh, certain situations can merit counseling, but most of the time we seem to shy away from counseling. And sometimes the whole family needs to be in counseling. Amen. Right. I, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, when you talk about what is baggage, you know, it could be disappointments. It could be yeah. emotional issues, yeah. emotional issues, mm -hmm. trust issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, pastors, obviously, we're asked to counsel people or people ask for counseling. And you said a very key thing. Everybody always brings the nice face and the nice mm -hmm. image. And honestly, mm -hmm. in most marriage counseling, there there's not even the opportunity, if you think about it, honestly, for many of us to really dig as deep as we need to go because honestly by the time we're approached they got a date set they didn't already spend all their money they want you to get your three or four sessions in right and we encounter some stuff we do tackle it with what we're given yes but i often refer individuals uh that you are going to need to do more work you're going to need to really encounter and don't come into my office with all the right answers because you want to tell me what I want to hear. And sometimes, you know, we have to ask the questions, as you said earlier about being a life coach, that make them look funny at each other, that make them give them each other that look. And now you're like, oh, now we can be real. Now right. we, we, we can dig into something. And what have you noticed are some of the biggest barriers for people to get to that place of realness and openness? What, what are some of the biggest barriers you see that kind of stop people from really pouring out and then you know once they do cross that that line what what i find is that when you when you know when you counsel people one thing i learned is that they're only going to tell you what they want you to know and normally if you know if there if 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 there's any fault you know anything wrong or fault the person is going to try to make their self look like you know they are the you know the one that's clean and doing well and then they'll they'll try to undress the other person, you know, as if that's the one with the issues when they both have them. And uh, most of the time, and I've even said this to a young lady that came to me about her husband, and I told her, and I I didn't I I, I offended her, but it was it wasn't I didn't mean to. Uh, she, I told her I said, well, most of the time when people come, I said they only tell me, you know, you're only going to tell me what you want me to know, because she was pouring out all of his faults, but not what not. And normally, if we be honest, normally, you know, both parties had um, a part in some of the things that have gone wrong. Not not always, but, you know, you, you could have a part in it as well. Just like if, if if my husband and I and we're engaging in an argument, more than likely, both of us, you know, like they say, take two to tangle. Both of us are at fault in some way. What do you do in the case? Because it can be very sensitive and we'll get off of the couples thing because that's not always going to be the focus. Sometimes it's an individual thing. But what do you do when that's not the case? And it's quite clear that one person is more of the antagonist or the problem or the person with the weakness or the or the, you know, because one thing I've run into is that sometimes it's not a yeah, he's like this, but she's like this. Sometimes one person doesn't mean, they're toxic, doesn't mean that they're abusive. But perhaps they're the ones bringing the weight 
of the negative mm -hmm. elements kind of into the relationship. How do you deal with that? Because honestly, when you say that there's a part on both sides, that helps balance it. But sometimes yeah. it's not balanced. Yeah. And that can yeah. become a very offensive, you're ganging up on me. You're, you exactly. know, you took her side or his side. How do you deal with that in that sensitive moment? Well, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's hard. It really is because there's been times when I had to tell, and if I could keep it real, it's normally the female. And, um, and, and it is true, you know, and even to the point where I've dealt with some that had abusive, it was abuse and um, they, they love the person. It's not that it's not their intentions that they even want to leave. But within with me trying to, you know, protect them, I try to lead them to think realistically, like, where is this going down the line? OK, so this is how he is. He's not willing to change. So let's go to the beginning. Should you be with this person? Right. So if you if you stay, what what will the what the what will the results be if you stay? But I'm I'm not going. You know I don't go in. You know badgering and saying you know being harsh because you got to realize they love that person or they think they do or they that's love to them. You know so you just want to try to you, once again leading them to the answer, trying to show them. And, and most of the time they will come to the answer. Now it's not always, I've, I've, co I've um, coached people that went and jumped in, even though they saw all the signs, I've shown them, I've led them to it and they'll still go hit, go in for the disaster. So you do, when they come back, you, you love them, you know, you, you know, try to help them to lick their wounds, give them, you know, scriptures, love and let them know, because you know, we all make mistakes. And, right. and most of us have brought somebody into our lives. You know, I'm speaking if, if I can go here, you know, the dating season, what have you, that we probably shouldn't have. Love it. Amen. You know, <laughs> oftentimes I like to call people, you know, one of the one of the worst um, employment or or jobs you can have to me is a storm chaser. Those people who right. chase stuff that's designed to kill them. And I, I think so often we have that in relationships. But what do you do? What, what do you do when it is the woman? You know, because a lot of women, let's just be honest, are nagging. A lot of women have, you know, bad attitudes, and they come in with bad attitudes. And I, I'm not, I'm not talking about women at all. But I'm just saying this, this is a reality. And uh, you know, as a woman, um, as a woman talking to another woman, how do you, you know, flip that, you know, flip that emotional switch off? Because there are some women who are very emotional and they and they tend to let their emotions run the relationship. Right. Well, I can speak for myself. I, I've been there. And through you, you and it, it starts with making a decision to want to change. Because you know, men they seem to hang out in logic, women hang out in emotions. Mm. You know, and um we it's it's so real to us. You know, it's it's been times when I, I I was in an emotional, you know, thing and I would go to my husband and it made so much sense to me. And I almost thought God was saying it. <laughs> and uh, he was saying, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, but women, what I teach women now, and there is a part in there uh, for, for women, especially, you know, hitting into um, menopause, you know, because after you've been done, after you've been together for a while, uh, you know, we do change. That's not that same person that you married, uh, you know, but um, uh, with, with females, we, it's, it's important that we 
start monitor monitoring our emotions. And most females, we don't we don't want to do that. You know, your emotions can tear up a church or a home mm. or a school or the mall. <laughs> but yeah. you know, ring <laughs> the bar. But, yes. <laughs> But it's it's important, and I and I it took me years to really to really learn this. You know how important it is because it is so normal to we just we just instantly go there, and we think you know we feel like um you know and I'm speaking of a uh I'm I, when I say this I'm just speaking of a relationship just normal trials uh you know but the the overall picture is harmony but you still you know this is a good person you know but you still the female struggling with her emotions you know you know that I do know I understand now that could be hard on a guy mm. <laughs> but uh you know we I I just begin to um I went in prayer about it, you know, excuse me for going spiritual, but I, I had to go to God about that because he is our help. And so yeah. because, because I put the time in, I believe that I can help females to let them know you, you really do have to uh, monitor your emotions, especially, you know, even certain times of the month. You know, you, you, you're sometimes you're out of kilter and um, it seems like everybody's wrong but you. You know, that. I'm recording this. Where's my wife at? <laughs> and, and, can, I, can, I, can I get religiously incorrect here for just a few seconds? Sure, so I sure. get there. Religiously incorrect. Uh, we are all pastors here on this panel, and um, you know, as pastors, we 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 do we do weddings, and we love to you know use that word submit, but that has become a a bad word, and it has That's become. Word a vicious word in, in religious circles. Um, is there a section in that book on submission? And what do you, what do you say, or what do you speak of when you use that word? Ah! <laughs> Look at your wife. I'm about to be on the couch. I'm going to be in this basement all night long. This is going to be the longest <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is, what is submission in the 21st century? What, what is, what does that look like with everything switched? That's a great question, Jeff. No, am I answering that? Yeah, yes. go ahead. Okay, because I think he asked me a question. Is it yeah. in the book? Okay, I'll start there. There, there is a section in the book. Um, get the book, but uh, <laughs> there's a section in the book that um, you know, I deal how I deal with it. I deal with uh, Abraham and Sarah. Now, women, you know, women don't want to hear this, and I know that because I didn't. I, you have no idea how hard that is. When, when, you know, you read it in the scripture and it, and it is saying that that is I don't believe it's saying that you don't have a voice in it. I believe that because uh, I believe that he's speaking to uh, the people of God. So as your husband is, is uh, falling and obeying the Lord, you know, you, you should follow that because that that is your covering. So I, I use the scripture that Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And then uh, the Apostle Paul went on to say that you're Sarah's daughters. If, if you if you're not afraid with any amazement, meaning that if you, you you're you're in you're, you're with a Christian man, but you don't even trust his judgment and and that God is even speaking to him. And then I, if I can go here uh, when you've been like hurt or cheated on, you know, and you haven't dealt with that. And it does need to be dealt with because you can tell yourself, you know, well, I'm still beautiful. I'm still the bomb. 
okay, well, what made this guy cheat on me? What, you know, what made him want to tear down my self-esteem? So that phase is over. Now you're with a real guy, a guy that's, you know, up and up something serious. And then, but your self-esteem have taken a hit. So, you know, it, it still goes back to, you know, so you become afraid to submit. You know, you become afraid because you feel like, and my, my mindset, it was always, if I submit, I'm going to be taken advantage of. Mm. And it took me years. I'll say years. I have 21 years under my belt now as, as a wife. And um, it, it was, and then God just, he calls me, listen to what's, wh listen to what you're saying within yourself. If, if I submit, I'm going to be taken advantage of. Well, who took advantage of you in the past? Who, who hurt you in the past? And so uh, I had to like go, I had to go back and do some digging and see wh where I was with that because you have an awesome man here. And so I'll, I'll, I'll say this because you, you, it's real and raw, this show, right? Yes. So uh, to me, it'll take all marriage long to first of all, learn to submit and to continue to practice that. It, it, you, you have to, this does not come overnight. You're not going to lay down a blunder and wake up a wonder. Okay. Like I'm, you're not going to, yes, beauty on the outside that attracts you. But, uh, you know, I, I understand I have a, a, a much more greater understanding, uh, what a husband is looking for in a wife. Mm. And as TD Jake says, find out what Delilah did to get his head in her lap. So yeah. <laughs> here, cut off his hair. <laughs> but, um, you know, as you as time go along, you have to make a decision. OK, what you went through in the past, that that's not this. Because the enemy will tell you that it's the same thing and it, it's, it's not. But because there's brokenness on the inside that you don't want to deal with or you want to bury. So this man, this man or this woman, they can't get the best out of you because you, you are operating from the past hurts. And then because we, we have to, my husband in, in areas, he submits to me and I, and I submit to him. We are growing in this thing together. It's not about, you know, him just throwing around his, around his weight and everything he say, I, I jump to it. We, we both have a voice in it. And even with a decision recently, you know, once again, emotions flying off. And I was, you know, saying, this is what I'm going to do. I, I got the, the Lord checked me and I came back. I said, it's what you want to do because um you have a voice as well. Mm. So, so uh, you know, we have to understand, even if you have an easygoing person, God is watching us. And I say that in the book because we are all responsible for our actions. Wow. Wow. So, it, yes. Even, and, and something I'm wrestling with, and I know Pastor Jeff and probably every other pastor in this 21st century, especially those of us who care to try to reach beyond the core, if you would, of people, you know, we all have a core audience. We know the, the, the church folk, the saints, the seekers, you know, that that core group where they got some folk kind of on the edge. But how do you apply principles, whether it's relational or individual wholeness? Have you saw the need? Because I can personally say I have seen mm -hmm. the need to find ways to take these principles and know that I'm going to be sharing these with people who might not be ready and still on their way on a journey of spirituality with Jesus. But mm -hmm. these principles could still be a help to their life. So I'm not trying to punch you in the face with say the sinner's prayer with me or ain't none of this going to work. Actually, yeah. some of these are just basic principles. I often preach that a good man is a good man. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that the best man is a saved man, you know, and that can really follow God. But a good man that is taking care of his family, I don't think we should belittle that man, you know, that doesn't go to church. Maybe he's not a holy roller or a Christian, but he feeds his family. He's taking care of his children. He's faithful to his wife. He works a job. You know, all the things that we are and, and is truly loving, truly, you know, mm -hmm. loving. And he does need mm -hmm. that faith. We, of course, want that. But have you found yourself sharing principles with people who are outside of Christian faith? But, you know, they can benefit from finding yes. wholeness, you know, even in starting to attract, knowing hopefully it will draw them into relationship with Jesus. Yes, I, actually, Pastor Todd, I, I, I do find that that's a little scary for me because, um, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person when I when I'm go in, like I'm, I'm all in to try to pull somebody out and rescue them. And um, it, it kind of, if I'm not careful, it kind of makes me feel like a failure. Like what I have is not working, you know, for, for somebody who, who really, really needs it. But this is a human being, you know, with human needs. And one thing you said, a good man is a good man. Now, when I, fortunately, when I met my husband, he was already with the Lord and in, in ministry. But people that knew him from the past, when he wasn't saved, was still telling me, oh, yes, I know him. He's, a, he's always been a good guy. So that that is that is so true. So we can't really. Um, and I and, and more than one person told me, you, you know, they said this book is not just for Christians. They said this book is for anybody and everybody. And and and, un, and people that are not Christians can hear something in this book and, and decide. And, and that blessed me. But when I've dealt with that, you know, because uh, I've had people come back later and say what you said was right. But at the time, I wasn't ready to accept it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, if even as Christians, if we keep it real, sometimes we're not ready to accept, you know, some truth, especially if it's if it's hitting us in an area where we need to change or move up. Because we, as long as we are on this earth, that's why he called us little children. Because mm -hmm. as long as we are on this earth and in in this body, you know, uh, we should strive to be better, and we we are always going to have areas that we can be better if we choose to do it. Right. Amen. Right. And then on, on the flip side, Pastor Carla, if, if we would be honest, there are a lot of uh, men in the Bible or in the in the church who really, you know, they put on this good front and they put on this yeah. good facade. And the mm -hmm. truth of the matter is, it's a whole lot of people who are saved. They just found a great hiding place mm -hmm. and they found that great hiding place inside of the church. And so and so, you know, you have men inside of the church who are, you know, using women who are abusing women mm -hmm. who are, you know, uh, literally out of all, you know, concordance with, with the word of the, with the word is saying. So how do you deal with that? Because I know you have us as pastors, all of us, I, I'm, I can't mm -hmm. speak for you because I don't know how many people you had, how many people you've had to coach, but you've come in contact with people who, who are supposed to be good Christian men and good Christian women. Mm -hmm. How are you abusing your wife? How are you putting your hands on her as a Christian? Mm -hmm. How are you how are you robbing her blind of her whole 401k? When, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian. You know, mm -hmm. what do you how do you do you deal with that kind of stuff at all? Um, I haven't dealt with it a lot, but I I you know, um I do know of some cases where um People are in, are, are in ministry and I know that I knew that they were cheating on their spouse, but they're yet preaching the word. And I, I, I do believe in my heart of hearts that 
uh, I am one, one person in this season that God uh, gave this assignment to, to expose some things, to let people know, uh, because you can, you, come, you can harden in rebellion and, and, and the preacher man is going to always be on you, but it doesn't mean you're living right. It doesn't mean that you are serving God. And, and there, there are people that are, that, that can, you know, that's why I believe the apostle Paul said, he said, I busted my body. I bring my body under, lest by my preachers, others are saved. And I myself be a counterfeit or a castaway. So, you know, those are just people. I believe that, you know, you can fully operate in the ministry and in the, and the gift and have nothing going on at home or, or, or in, in relationships and even in relationship with your loved ones, because you've made a decision to be selfish and, and to do it all your way and, and no fear for God whatsoever. So uh, I haven't ran across that in my counseling. I haven't ran across it a lot, but I, I have dealt with, um, uh, 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 you know, a few that actually was being physically abused at home and uh, they were in ministry. Mm. So I, I um, and I do find that uh, the, the, the man, he doesn't want to come to the counseling. It's more so I, I do encourage the female, well, you come. You know, you come and, you know, we'll talk about it and, you know, see, you know, things can be, you know, done better. And then, you know, we can pray and I'll continue to, you know, pray for you. I'll, I'll do. And in some situations, you just have to do the very best you can and leave the rest up to God. I'm glad you said that. And, uh, you know, I want to talk from a perspective, like you said, you've been doing this for some years and developing and growing in ministry and in marriage. Uh what have you seen as changes in the dynamics between men and women? I'd say over the past, you know, 25 to 30 years or so. One thing I hear from a lot of men is twofold, I would say. Number one, we all know it's a good thing that women aren't dominated in the same way they were. And perhaps our grandparents generation, you know, just sit down, shut up, take this abuse. We all, But many men feel like it's flipped too far to the side. And women are using the emotional, the counseling, the the my feelings, like almost as a weapon. Now, you know, they can they can weaponize that and mm-hmm. maybe accuse others. And it doesn't have to be a, a significant other. It can be it, it could be in church. It could be in a workplace. It could be with friendships. Like sometimes there is an overemphasis on mental and emotional abuse and misbehavior to like, hey, I know if I say this, I can become a victim. I know if I, you know, I, some, some, women, some women are the ones saying, I'm not going to go to counseling. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. face myself. Or, or they could just use, and a lot of men feel like it's a woman's world now and they don't really have a place or a say in it mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And we all know that's mm-hmm. kept a lot of men out of church. We all know that's kept a lot of men out of church. But I don't think people have grasped how much because women dominate social media, quite frankly. You know, even though I'm not saying it's not still a man's world. I'm saying that the narratives and the words being drawn. Do you see that? Are you seeing changing dynamics between men and women as far as the voices and what what becomes the the dominating narrative in certain instances? Yeah, I I even think that uh, now, uh, if I'm understanding you, um, I've ran across some that you know, you know, we, we found that we can get an education, we can hold our own, we can do this, that, and the other. And um, I think that some women don't even want to be married now because they, they, they tell themselves, what do I need a man for? Mm. You know, mm. but if you read, you know, I, um, uh, I hope it's okay that I'm using scripture, but mm. yeah, 
Bible said, who can find a virtuous woman? And this and this woman that God is speaking of, she's the bomb. She she she's industrious and all that, and she she has it going on as relating to as it relates to how she handles her mate or how she handles you know her position as a female. So so if if, if it was you know a, a a time where if if it, if it ever came and it has not so far that I was making you know, more money than my spouse and what have you, that doesn't excuse me to disrespect him or mm -hmm. whenever he challenges me on my wrong ways for me to play the victim. Because, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel, you know, but some women actually, and that is scary to me, you know, to, to, to think, you know, God has allowed us to advance and, 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 you know, do great things as females. And then we kick out, you know, the whole use of, you know, the, the male or, or become so disrespectful, you know, till we take the order of God away. I hope I'm not making any women mad. Um, I, 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 have hope been, I hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I've been, um, you know, because we, we want to, we want our life to flow and we want the favor of God on our life. Right. We can't, um, in, in times when, uh, you know, if we could keep it real here, sometimes females, we, we do, we kind of, we, we know just where, we know just how to, manipulate our, 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 our man, you know, and we know what'll get him moving or, you know, it was times when, um, I could even time it. If my husband needed to say no about something, he's coming back to, um, he's going to say, okay, go ahead. Okay. Sure enough. But he got my number now. He, do, I, he, he doesn't come back when he, <laughs> this is what's best. It is no, but it was almost in a sense he has spoiled me. But as we got older in our marriage and everything, but I would I would time it and I would say, okay, he's gonna he's gonna change it. You know, he'll say no, Carly. That's then he okay, yeah, you can go ahead. So so with him growing, even in his authority, okay, and and my husband is a very strong man, okay, he's a very manly man, mm -hmm. but he 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 um he's a tender guy, but he's strong. So. When he puts his foot down, you know, I know that that is a word, but he did give me a period of, you know, OK, I'm, I'm going to cater. But that in a sense, that's dangerous. You know, that 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 is uh, uh, dangerous if if uh, as females, even in the time in which we're living, the modern times where, you, you know, you have females that's doing the same jobs as a man. You know, you, you buy your own house this, that and the other. And I even had one female to tell me uh, she you know, she said that. You know where she is, where she is on the corporate ladder. She said, like, she said, men don't even want to come her way, and she really found it very hard to meet the ideal person. So I don't think that women should use this as a manipulating tool or to play the victim. You know, because doors have come open and you can kind of have your way. And I, I even, even through, because I, I, I don't mind telling on myself. You know, even uh, the I, the Lord even told me at times, all, all you did was manipulate it to get your way. Mm. You know, because God knows when you really want to be right in your heart, he's going to deal with you. And that's not cute and that's not funny. That's true. Because because you, because you you're going on the road of perdition with, you know, with a smile on your face. So, OK, go ahead. now. I'm glad you said that. And, and I'm not saying that it's not a relationship, but the, the, the comments mm -hmm. I see sometimes in our culture where there's almost like a snap, snap. Like, right. You understand? I mean, this is not waiting to exhale. This is not the movies. This is real mm -hmm. life. Number mm -hmm. one, you have to answer spiritually for the decisions you're making. 
you know, whether you are, and I'm thankful for the comments, men are manipulating, women are, manipulate, women are manipulating, men yeah. are using the, I'm the provider, I'll pull the money back, I'll do this, I'll do that, you know, women are doing this. And sometimes it is, I've watched, of course, people take their business public and they're getting the world's opinions about things and yeah. what does everybody mm -hmm. else think? Mm -hmm. And like you said, uh, you know, they're they're smiling and happy and, and it's become a joke and i think even the movies that you know everything's so chaotic and and scandalous but it's it's a joke and we understand that's entertainment we've been watching grandma's soap yeah. opera for years but unfortunately we've been seeing brokenness out of people living this stuff out in yeah. real life and people trying to convince themselves that they're happy but i think the only thing is it's gotten goofier and more common that is yeah. a joke. I mean, somebody's marriage falling apart. You'll see Tyler Perry jokes on a on a page, mm -hmm. and 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 saints. I'm mean, we talk about mm -hmm. sinners all the time. We talk about talking about the church. Yeah, that all by myself. What, what, what about them children? What about covenant? What about yeah. you know? So I'm glad you said that about. Uh, it's not a joke. It's yeah. not because we and I think that's a coping mechanism. I come from a family that laughs when mm -hmm. things get tense. Yeah, me. We try to laugh at. And when I, nah, I really want to choke you, like my, but you know, you know, my siblings and my dad, you know, I, I really want to take you out back and fight. But <laughs> and I think yeah. we do that a lot. And I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm really glad. Yeah, uh, Pastor yeah. Carl, yeah. you know, um, it is said that a pastor can actually file for divorce based upon himself cheating and retain seventy percent of his membership retain 70% of his membership. That is true. We we live in a society now, uh, and I know Pastor Todd has a lot of strong opinions on this, but I don't want to go too deep into it, but where we can watch a guy spit on another guy, spit on his hands, even though it's his brother, touch him, and, you know, we all jump to defending these people. There is There seems to be a space, or we live in, a, in an age and society, where grace is so overwhelmingly used that, you know, people have often said, and I've heard it said so many times, God hasn't released me from this ministry yet. Mm -hmm. Well, does, does God have to release you? I mean, does God need to tell you when your house is on fire, you need to get out? <laughs> does, does God actually have to leave heaven and come down and say, listen, your house is on fire. Every room is burning, but the one you in, there's a door right there, leave. <laughs> You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, Are we yeah. so caught on grace that we give everybody grace, and we don't, we don't, we don't, we have no, uh, no, we we don't hold anybody accountable, accountable. anybody, uh, you know, accountable for what they do, and we just stick <laughs> and stay because of it. Maybe it's what we're used to. What's going on in the world right now? Mm -hmm. Now, um, are you saying that the pastor himself is? Off track, and what what are what what are you asking? I'm a, I'm asking about just in general. You know, we'll, mm. we'll stick and stay, whether it be with a husband. Oh, I see. With the church, whether it be with mm. you know a job where things are mm. going wrong, but we have so much grace for the person doing the wrong that we won't we won't we will not leave. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We won't separate. Well, yeah, yeah. Grace has its place, um, but you know, reality has to kick in as well. Absolutely. And uh, I do deal with, uh, I'll just use this. Uh, if you are in a relationship and physical harm is being done, mm. 
Okay. You, you, you need to, you need to be safe. Okay. Or, okay. So if I, if I, you know, if you are under a leader that's, that's robbing, you know, you know, I don't, God gives us common sense. And I think sometimes it's where, it's where uh, it's, it's up to the individual. Like, where are you, you know, mentally, spiritually, uh, are, are you bound by fear? You know, are you are you uh, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. Are, are you afraid to make a change? Yeah. You know, I do believe there's some instances, even with a, a couple that sometimes, you know, it needs to be severed if somebody's in danger. You know, I I, I, I don't ever tell anybody to, you know, uh, to, you know, leave or what have you, because you have to be careful with that, because most of the time, if they're telling, it's not because they really want to leave. You know, they, they, they'll, you know, they'll listen to what you say, but it boils down to someone making a decision. So, you know, to what you said, you know, you know, and even, even on a broader, you know, perspective, as you said, but it, it, it takes uh, the individual making a decision, Yeah. you know, like myself, uh, I, I stayed on a job and, and, um, you know, it, it was, it, it was, it was terrible. You know, but I, I, I was trying to be strong. I stayed. I liked being in the medical field. But the day came when I had to call the quits on that job because uh, my health was starting to be attacked. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if sometime and even and even if I have a even if it's a girlfriend that I have and, um, you know, we're, we're the best of friends. But if you are being abusive towards me in conversation or what have you in any way. You know, I'm I'm going to step back. I love you and I have grace for you, but you know, common sense is going to kick in and let me know there needs to be a change. My my love won't change, but my position will. Mm. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So so if if I'm if I'm with you know a leader, what have you? I say that because you you spoke that. If I'm under a leader and I see that you know because Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." So through here, you know, I'll give you some time, but. You know, uh, you know, I have a I have a one soul that I have to stand it before God. So, you know, this it, it boils down. This is an individual thing as well. So, you know, if, it, if it's something that, you know, you need to come away from, we, we should always have grace, but not to the point of, you know, losing yourself or, you know, setting yourself in danger or causing yourself to get in a place where, where it's hard to make a comeback. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. And I appreciate you uh, answering that so comprehensively. I think a lot of people have found themselves stuck, you know, yeah. and unable to pull the lever. And you've got one camp of people that will jump here, there, everywhere. It could be relationships, church. I, I, I joked with my church. You all know I'm in an older traditional church. And as I was coming into the church, people were joining left and right, but not sticking. And the people were like, oh, man, something's wrong with us or something. I said, no, no, no. I live in a transient generation. People will join churches like, like you go to the movies and right. go to college, relocate and come back home, you know, be in and out of relationships. Three and four folk, they got on their profile pictures on Facebook in two years and, and, you know, everybody, you know, kids. And, and we have to cope with making real decisions and taking these areas of life seriously when we're entering into them. Yeah. seriously when we are in it and also seriously when it's time to separate right. from it right and, and yeah. not take any of that lightly uh i wanted to just turn gears as we kind of wrap up here and we heard the other uh this this weekend as a matter of fact 
uh, tragic, tragic news. Uh, one of our uh, beautiful sisters, Regina King, found out that mm -hmm. her son committed suicide. Yeah. Uh, his name was Ian Jr. And her only son committed suicide, only 26 years old. And I want to just mm -hmm. unpack this because I know you're a life coach and 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 you do have that spiritual ministry of, of I believe, restoration and ministry to people who are hurting is one friend of mine put up a post that was very meaningful. I, I can only paraphrase it in three seconds. And she said, sometimes you really did do all you could. Sometimes, whether it goes as far as a person who takes their life or somebody who continues in toxic relation, you know, relationship mm -hmm. behaviors or somebody who just continues down the wrong path and won't face themselves. Have you faced that time where you had to sit back and allow God to tell you you did what you could? Yes, I, I did. I, I, I walked through uh, an individual who, you know, was making just a lot of wrong choices. And basically, it wasn't that they were ignorant of what they were doing. It was what they decided. Mm -hmm. And so um, when, when you are a life coach, you, you still have to be uh, careful. I heard a, I heard a saying, it was saying, when helping you is hurting me, you know, I, mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, so you 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 can uh, you can try to snatch them out and do what what have you, but it does come to a point when this person um, have decided that the help that you are giving me, you're extending it to me, like you, you're drowning, and I'm reaching, you know, I'm reaching to try to pull you out, and you decide to drown. So you you have to you have to be very careful that you don't allow yourself, of which I have done, to feel like uh, you know I, I'm a failure, you know I. I believe, you know, I had the, I had what God gave me to help this person. Well, what happened? What happened that, what, what did I do? And checking myself, did I say anything that, you know, maybe I said something that didn't represent God? What, what, what was it that caused me to lose this person? Because I did. And so even, even I let some time go by and I went back again to try to reach out again. Okay, and 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 this has now that I'm thinking of it, it has happened more than one time. But we we all have to realize that that person's will is involved. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, he said, "Whosoever will." And sometimes, it, you know, when they have a stubborn will, you know, they 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 will all, you know, they they can see that they're on edge, and every every decision is bringing you grief and hardship. But they are in that mode and, and they just somehow some of them just decided that I'm not going to pull out. And even when I'm given keys, really, you know, some of the keys I've given, this is what I've lived. I know this work. I've seen it work. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just not. You know, can, what I'm plug in, can I plug in and add to that so that you can talk on just add? I, I really want you to talk on this. If Jeff, if it's OK. Ahead, because I've run into some situations where a person did have to make that decision or I had to make that decision or whatever. And goes back to what Jeff was talking about, about that ideal of grace going too far and the expectation of what the, the theologians call hyper grace, where when that person who has made the decisions, that person who has the stubborn will, they've learned the lingo and they're telling that mom, that dad, that counselor, that pastor, whoever, well, you're just not patient enough and you're mm -hmm. giving up on me. And or, or even here's the worst part. Somebody else steps in and says, mm -hmm. well, they didn't help you enough yeah. or they didn't have enough grace yeah, for you yeah, yeah, or yeah. they didn't have enough patience with you. And I'm, I'm I've ministered to parents like, yeah, but I see the depression on your life. 
I see the destructiveness coming. How do people help find the cutoff? Because there's going to be guilt and maybe even comments, even public opinion turned mm -hmm. against them because you abandoned that grown child or you you let mm -hmm. that cousin go or you let that member go. And somebody mm -hmm. somewhere, not just the person, but even other people think mm -hmm. you haven't done enough. Yeah. Well, Pastor Todd, I believe in every situation, uh, you know, even even doing your level best to help someone you have is it's important to set boundaries. Mm. And a lot of times we don't set boundaries and we teach uh, normally, normally when a person is, you know, they're out of kilter somewhere, something is there's an issue. There's an underlying issue here. But if you, we, we teach people how to treat us, even as counselors, if this person know uh, that, uh, you know, I, I was counseling. And um, so, you, you know, I set the sessions up. OK, I, I set the sessions up for certain times and certain days. So, um, you know, you don't get to call me just or hit me up with a text and say, hey, are, are you available to talk? No, I'm, no, I'm a, I'm a coach. You, you need to stay in line with the sessions. OK, mm -hmm. because I, I have a life outside of me coaching you. So I, it took me I learned the hard way uh, about, um, you know, uh, mentoring and coaching people. You have to set boundaries. And I believe in even as a pastor, because um, I've even had um, uh, people uh, to, you know, comfort come at me for money. You know, and later found out that they, there was some type of addiction there. And so then I, I don't want to be an enabler to help for you to help self, help you self-destruct. So as counselors and, and, and spiritual guiders and leaders, we, ha we have to set boundaries and we have to understand. You, you have to know who you are, first of all, and what your assignment is. OK, mm -hmm. you have to have the wisdom. When is the cutoff period for this person? So they can't suck you dry. Suck mm -hmm. your spiritual breast dry because they will. And it's not that they are they, they want you for then uh, what can I get out of you? What what favors can I get? So I'm coming like I need help, but I really want money or favors or you know, you to do this, that, any other for me. And it took me a while to learn that because my heart is, oh, oh, I'm saving the world for Christ. I'm mm -hmm. saving the world for Christ. Okay. But in compassion, you have to use wisdom. Amen. You know, because Jesus did. And, you know, you know, just to add on to what Pastor Todd said, as well as what you said, you know, as a spiritual person, as an evangelist uh, for most of my life, uh, evangelist first, pastor second, I used to say and I used to believe it to my heart that there were no lost causes. There just weren't enough long suffering Christians. But when you come to the fact that you understand that Jesus only had 12 and he lost one, what? there comes a time that, you know, even us being as spiritual as we are, there are some people who need more help than our Bible. There are right. some people who actually need mental, they need to see yeah. an actual physical doctor, yeah. and us trying to get them to the altar like the meme of the week to lay down all their burdens when they need medication for their issue. Right. It, 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 exactly. we're, we're, we're actually hindering more than we are helping. Exactly. So yeah. That's my little two cents to add on to it. Yes, I even had a, I even had a, a individual that I was um, trying to walk with and they, they had really a lot of issues and um, they ultimately committed suicide. Mm. So, mm. so it, it wasn't and I, 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 I think that I had to conclude with that, you know, perhaps this wasn't my assignment. Yeah. yeah. You know, yes. And, and that there is value to what we have been called to do in their lives. 
yes, we're not it, guaranteed to see the result we anticipated. Absolutely. Right. There was value to our interactions. There were there was value to, you know, what God had our port our portion of their life to be. And yes. and again, as you said, each individual has their own will. And and this has been a rich, rich conversation. Okay. So much. Put that book up one more time. Uh well, I want all of our religiously incorrect uh, viewers, those who follow us, put that up real quick. When Love is Lost. Forgotten. Love is forgotten. I'm sorry. When Love is Forgotten by Carla That's Robinson. Right. There it is. And where can we get the book? Where can individuals buy it? You can buy this book on GC4 Enterprises. Also, I'm on Bookwire. And you can also go to my, uh, my uh, virtual ministry um, uh, speaking a word in due season. I always have the link on there. The, 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 it's right up on the page. If you're looking at the podcast right now, GC, the number four, enterprises.com. Enterprises.com. It's, it, yeah. it, it's on there right now. For those of yeah. you who are watching or you, especially my Facebook people, you know how to get a hold or send a request to Carla Robinson's uh, Facebook page. I'm sure she'll point you in the right direction and make sure you get the materials in your hands. We want to bring in Big Mike before we close out our producer. And we know you all have great relationship. Come on, Big Mike. And yeah, uh, your commentary. What's happening? Hey, hey, Miss Carla. This is my big sis right here. <laughs> Me and Carla go way back. Um, we went to church together a while ago and she was always my big sister, always looked out for me, always looked out for her. Okay. And Can you hear me okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, sis, I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Uh, writing the book, doing everything you do, ministering. Um, I'm really proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. God bless you. Well, she, can Wonderful. you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah I, can I can hear you. Okay, Carla. Okay, must... I couldn't hear it. Am I? I didn't hear you. Oh, he was know saying, you, uh, you know what? For some reason, sometimes one of us is not able to be heard, but you can hear me. I can hear you, Pastor Todd. Okay, he was just thanking you for coming on and and uh, you know speaking of his respect and love for you and and encouraging okay. you in the book. So we we've had that instance before for some reason, but I just okay. wanted you to know. What he, oh, uh, yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, my my favorite brother, my FB. <laughs> I love it, love, love it, him love so it. much. <laughs> hey, Pastor Jeff, I'm gonna give you last words. I just think it was a great episode. We are so proud of you. We we thank you again for coming on. We thank you for blessing us with all your wisdom. Uh, I, I was gonna post a couple times because you hit some points. I was gonna go ahead and say cash out Carla J right there. You know. <laughs> You know, she's she drop she dropping that offering type of wisdom. Um, but thank you again. Um, yes. let, us know, let us know when that second that that volume that volume two of the book comes out. I know that's the way. Amen. When love is remembered, it's going to be called when love is remembered. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Please give your husband our love. Thank you. Yes. Again. Before, we, before we close out, you want to do our last uh, sponsor real quick? Yes. From the Phillips Care family of businesses, we're so grateful for Phillips Care Training, who are the owners of High Street Fitness in Cortland, Ohio. That is owned and operated by Mr. Mike Phillips, a Warren, Ohio hero, and he will get you right. Listen, we know you made your New Year's resolutions, and we know you probably already broke it, but you can get back on the saddle. You can get it right before summertime. Call High Street Fitness, uh, call Phillips Care Training, look them up on Facebook, call my man Mike Phillips, tell him religiously incorrect, sent you, 
he'll make sure he put you through the grinder and get you right and get you ready for that beach body. So thank you again to all of our sponsors. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube page, Religiously Incorrect Podcast. If you listen on audio, we are everywhere you can find audio podcasts, including the new Facebook podcast feature. Facebook now has a podcast feature, and all of our episodes are usually uploaded within 24 hours of our broadcast. We are so grateful, Pastor Carla, for you being with us. We wish you much success and blessings. And to everybody watching, be sure to like and share this page. We're out. I got to watch the fourth quarter of this football game. Y'all take care. Stay on, Carla. Thank you.